This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. Thank you for joining me. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it as D-R-O-T-A-R. Of course, it is baseball season. The uh, dog days of August, as they say, are almost over. And of course, we bring in our baseball expert and our friend, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. And uh, Jen, both of us are running on a, uh, just a few hours of sleep because we were up watching that absolutely bonkers Dodgers and Padres game that uh, the longest game, obviously by a mile since the whole uh, uh, California tiebreaker style was, was brought in. And uh, boy, we were talking about it even before the podcast, what a rivalry that has become. What an incredible rivalry, you know, it's fantastic too. I live on the West coast. I live in California. So you see people talking about making their drive down to San Diego or their drive up to LA and it's fantastic. It's great for the sport of baseball and you have some young, hot, fun players, but yeah, I mean like looking forward to tonight, it's not one of the games we're going to focus on, but you and I were talking and I'm like, how do you not start Max Scherzer besides the fact he's one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball? I believe he has a 2.11 ERA since moving to the West Coast as well. Strikes men out at a rate of more than 12 per nine innings. That Padres team isn't going to have anybody left. Remember those batters, they're going to be tired tonight. The starting pitchers are going to be well rested. So when it gets to bullpens, that's where it's going to get kind of exciting. But as far as picking a starting pitcher, I really like Max Scherzer tonight for your DFS lineups, even though he's pricey. Yeah, 46 of the possible 52 players played in that game yeah. last night. Absolutely bonkers. And uh, I normally wouldn't recommend it, but uh, if you have want to throw a dart on your DFS lineups uh, or or even if you have a player prop you might as well hop on Austin Barnes as a catcher tonight for the Dodgers because Absolutely. last night Will Smith went all the way so uh, I could tell you Barnes is starting tonight otherwise something <laughs> really strange is going on or, or Will Smith is giving Lou Gehrig a run for his money I don't know how that's going to work out but uh, a great a great event last night obviously so great for baseball to have those sort of competitions between top teams and top players and, and the matchup tonight I mean in that rematch it's Scherzer and Darvish so I mean it should be a ton of fun as well but that's not what we're going to start with we're instead going to go to well arguably the hottest team of the last probably three weeks that would be the new york yankees who have just gotten stupid hot 74 and 52 now finding themselves in great position going to oakland to take on the well no slouches themselves the 70 and 57 a's yeah absolutely so i am going with the yankees here and yeah maybe it's because i'm just riding their hot streak you know they're 10 and 0 in their last 10 the a's are two and eight so these are teams trending in opposite directions i like caprillion um i think he's a good pitcher but the yankees are just so hot right now I feel like we have to use them. And, and P.S. Joey Gallo specifically owns James Caprilli, and he has three home runs and is batting 571 across seven career at-bats. So I love the Yankees tonight. Um, Gallo's $3,700 on FanDuel. I like Judge, Stanton, LeMahieu, Voigt. And I'll even throw in a value play of Gary Sanchez if he goes, because he has 10 bombs versus righties this year, and he's only 2600 so i am picking the yankees here look as i said the a's are a good team but i don't think that they are a great team and i think the yanks are starting to finally hit their stride so i'm going with the yankees here and here's the fun stuff i'm actually taking the yankees on the run line so minus one and a half i do think they'll beat them by more than 
by two runs or more, and I'm taking them on the run line at plus 145. Uh, I, I, that makes a lot of sense to me. I do like the A's uh, quite a bit, but it just feels like that lineup is almost impossible to maneuver through, even for uh, a pitcher like James Caprelli, who does strike out a lot of batters, yep. 87 in his 88 innings. So does uh, Jameson Taylor, of course, 121 and 123. So that's one of those where I've started playing a little bit around with some of those pitcher props and maybe doing a same-game parlay here and there. So I kind of like the idea of being able to mix just a play it a little safer, a Yankees on the money line, but then go for some strikeout props between those two starters. Because I do think even though you're talking about some pretty good offenses and offenses with power, you still have guys that swing and miss quite a bit. Obviously, a Gallo is a guy like that. Judge is a guy like that. Uh, they're, they're great players, but they do swing and miss. So thinking that both those starters could get a couple strikeouts as well, maybe combine those into a little three-leg same-game parlay. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I'll be doing tonight. That sounds good to me. All right. Well, let's go over to Seattle. We'll stay on the West Coast where the Royals will take on the Mariners. So a, a slightly different matchup when it comes to stakes between the 56-win Royals and the 69-win Mariners. The Mariners, of course, find themselves still uh, in the hunt. The Royals, however, are far, far out of it. They are far out of it. So if you look at it that way, uh, you're going to say, oh, this is obviously the Mariners game. But let's look at it a little bit closer. The Royals have been batting 260 with 91 runs scored across the last two weeks, including really dominating the Houston Astros, one of the best teams in the league. Seattle, on the other hand, batting 228 with only 73 runs across the last two weeks. So if we're talking recently, the Royals are the one that have been putting up the offense. Now, one thing people don't realize about the Royals because they look at that win-loss record is they are a pesky, pesky team. They make contact. That's what they do. And we're talking about Yusei Kikuchi going for the Mariners, who is either really, really lights out, or really, really not. And if he's not striking guys out and it's hard to strike out the Royals, he really gets shelled. He got absolutely shelled last week versus the Astros. Royals happen to hit lefties very well. I'm loving using Sal Perez in your lineups tonight. Um, he's got, let me just, I wrote this down here, uh, four homers across his last six games. He's batting 328. And by the way, he has 15 homers on the season versus lefties. And we also saw Whit Merrifield go into a grand slam last yesterday versus the Astros. He's hot. Uh, Benintendi hits lefties well. We've seen Nicky Lopez be really good and sneaky with a lot of RBI over the last couple weeks. So I think Kansas City is actually going to sneak this one out. I'm taking them on the money line plus 140. I like it. I, I've, I've followed the Royals. I, I, I don't don't ask. I live out in Colorado. And so uh, growing up in Colorado, they, the Colorado Rockies did not exist when I was a little bit younger. And so I followed the Kansas City Royals. I, I liked uh, George Brett back in the day. They were the only team I could actually get on the radio. So uh, heaven help me. My National League team, of course, is my hometown Colorado Rockies and my American League team is the Royals. So it's been a rough couple years for me, but uh, I do follow that Royals team. And and you're right. They, they are pesky is the perfect word because uh, they, they really grind out there at bats, which is something right. you'd like to see, especially for a team that isn't that good, because that's kind of how you turn things around. And it's it's showing for them with those seven wins in the last uh, 10 games. I don't think they're about to turn into a juggernaut, but we've talked the same thing about Seattle multiple times uh, this year when we've touched on them on this podcast that, quite frankly, we're not believers. We look at that record and kind of at times watch the way they play and 
kind of think that they may be a, a little bit of a paper tiger there. And when you talked about Kikuchi, even though he's had a lot of games that are lights out, he's coughed up 26 home runs on that's the season, right. which is right. an average of one every five. And that's even including his good games. So, yeah, with a guy like Salvador Perez, uh, that's that's a must play for me. Uh, I think that he's been great. This is a perfect fit. Uh, I'm with you. I actually do like the Royals in this one as well. Well, we have one more contest for you that we'll take a look at and we'll then give you a little recap of what we're discussing. We'll do that in just a moment right here on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. My name is Sean Drotar, Jen Piacenti, my co-host here because it is baseball season. If you'd like to follow Jen, and I don't know why you wouldn't if you don't like, you know, making money or something. So Jen's Twitter account is Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. If you'd like to follow me for uh, less reliable advice, but hopefully snarky humor, you can do so <laughs> at S-T-R-O-T-A-R. And Jen, we're going to look at one more contest here. Uh, we spent all the time on the West Coast. Now we're going... East Coast, where the Mets will be hosting the Giants, still probably baseball's biggest surprise. Yes, Giants still absolutely dominating. Um, I don't know how they do it, but they're still doing it. It's pretty interesting. The NL West is pretty exciting over there. You know, you've got the San Francisco Giants who have a run differential of 151. And in the second place, Los Angeles Dodgers who have a run differential of 207, followed by the San Diego Padres run differential of 77. So it's just Fierce over there. The only other uh, division that's anywhere close, of course, is the AL East, where the Yankees, Rays, and Jays are all duking it out a little bit. So really, really exciting baseball. But here we have the Giants versus the Mets. Now, the Mets were leading the NL East for a very long time, but as we know, with injuries to Jacob DeGrom and... Um, Francisco Lindor, they just haven't been able to keep up the pace. The Braves have uh, lapped them. The Phillies are looking stronger. And Mets fans, you know, are feeling like traditional Mets fans. Um, so, unfortunately, I am going to have to take the Giants here because of all the reasons I just stated. The Giants are technically the best team in baseball, and the Mets are going in the wrong direction. The Mets have only scored 144 runs since the All-Star break, and that's the fourth lowest amount in that time they're also only slugging 374 versus lefties we have alex wood on the mound tonight now alex hasn't been as good the second half of the season as he was the first half of the season but last time out he did fan nine batters um so i think that this is a good matchup for him again as i stated the mets aren't exactly putting up a whole lot of offense and so I am going Giants here. And again, I'm taking them on the run line. I think they'll beat the Mets by two or more runs. And the run line is plus 140. Yeah, when you look at the uh, the Giants record on the road to 40 and 25, one of only two teams in baseball that have 40 road wins, the Brewers being the other ones. And uh, obviously, this is a team that is playing with confidence. And in baseball, uh, that matters because it's not like football where you're playing once a week. This is you're playing day after day after day, six days a week. And so when you're feeling good about yourself, when you're getting momentum, that really does carry over in baseball more than probably any other sport. And that's one of the reasons I think that the Giants have been able to sustain that they they've gotten on a roll. They keep believing in each other. They keep building. And then, of course, they've added some talent at the deadline. So there is all the more reason to believe 
in the Giants. Uh, I, I like that fit as well. Uh, and the Mets, of course, like you said, going in the wrong direction. Injuries kind of put them in a bad spot, and then things have started to spiral a little bit out of control. Still technically with a chance to make the playoffs. The year mm-hmm. playoff odds about 4%, which is better than the two teams I said I followed earlier. So who am I to judge? But <laughs> when you look at yes. the, that Giants team, yeah, this looks like a, a good fit for them, and I see no reason why they won't keep it rolling. So, so Jen, let's go back through the three we discussed, and let's pick out one particular thing that, that you discussed that you love for tonight. Let's start with the Yankees at the A's. All right. I like the Yanks to win this one. I'm taking them on the run line at plus 145. All right. Well, that was easy. Okay. With the uh, Royals going to Seattle. I like the Royals to win this plus 140 on the money line. And I just want to throw in, I do think you should put Sal Perez in your DFS lineups for tonight. I couldn't be uh, be absolutely seconding that any more than I would because <laughs> I think this is the kind of game where you have to go for it with, uh, with Salvi. That's a good fit. Of course, the Giants... Uh, Going in the right direction, as we pointed out just a moment ago, and the Mets going in the wrong direction. Taking the Giants on the run line at plus 140. All right, these are easy tonight. See, sometimes we're getting complicated with with all the different parlays or or, or player props in this case. uh, If you're new to this, this is still a great one you got. Run line, money line, easy peasy, and and go get yourself a a little bit of baseball action tonight. So this is what we do here on Sticks and Stacks. We do this twice a week during baseball season, and uh, hopefully you're tuning in, you've subscribed. Thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll catch you uh, soon. Soon in this case, by the way, we'll be tomorrow. We'll be right at it, uh, looking at Friday's game. So please join us then. Uh, Jen, thanks so much. We'll get back at it tomorrow morning. Let's do it then. All right. We'll catch you then as well. For Jim Piacenti, I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.